Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hello everybody and welcome to today's session of Healing Ministries International. My name is Pastor Dion Hockey and it's so great to be with you today and share the wonderful gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Remember that you can follow us on YouTube, you can follow us on Instagram, we are on, on Twitter, you can follow us on Facebook, we have a website www.dionhockey.org and you can check out all the wonderful things that we are doing for the Lord. Hey, I'm very excited to start a new series with you and to teach you on a subject that is very familiar with many people, but yet a subject that people don't like to f- do. They like to listen to it, but they don't like to do it. And what is the subject? It is a subject called prayer. And while we are going to talk about prayer, let's quickly open up in prayer and ask the Lord's blessing. Father, we thank you that today we can sit at the feet and we can learn from you, Jesus, and from the Holy Spirit. We pray that you'll open up our eyes of our understanding. We ask that you'll cause knowledge and wisdom to come to us in the name of Jesus. And I know, Lord, that there are many people out there who are struggling to pray, who, who, can, who are struggling to keep their thoughts together, who are struggling to concentrate, Lord. So I pray that as I teach on these simple basic steps on how to pray effectively, uh, Lord, that we will get a breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind Satan. We rebuke the devil who will come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I pray, Lord, that every viewer who is watching right now will not turn away from the TV, but they will stay and listen to what I have to say in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that prayer, say amen. Uh, you know, <clears throat> in our travels through all these years, and uh, this is our 30th year of ministry, I have been frequently asked on how do I pray and how long do I pray. Um, uh, I've had people come to me and say, I don't know how to pray. How do you pray for 10 minutes? How do you pray for an hour? Uh, what do we do? You know, um, and there is actually a big necessity, a big need for the teaching on prayer. And as we are going into the Christmas period, you know, and the Christmas season, and it's vacation time for a lot of people that are uh, that it's coming up, you know, a lot of factories and things that are closing down, and people can't wait to get away on vacation. This is exactly now the time when the prayer levels drop, and we don't spend that time with God the way that we should. So I, I felt absolutely led by God to teach to uh, teach you on the subject called prayer. And I know some of you will roll your eyes back and say, oh no, not another one. Listen, um, I woke up with these words and this is why I am prompted to teach for the next few weeks. I want to teach on the subject of prayer because I, I, I got these words uh, in my head, it's, I don't want to say the Lord spoke to me in an audible voice, but it felt audible to me. And this is the words that came up in my head. It said this, prayer is the essence of Christianity. Those were the words I heard in my head. Prayer is the essence of Christianity. Well, I don't know what the word essence means. I mean, I do know what it means, but I wanted to get a clarity on that word essence. So I looked it up in the dictionary, and the synonyms for the word essence is this, soul, 
So if we say, you know, if I got the word from the Lord, prayer is the essence of Christianity. I want to say that prayer is the soul of Christianity or or another word is spirit. Prayer is the spirit of Christianity. Another word is lifeblood. Okay, I'll, I'll give you all the synonyms. Lifeblood. It is the core. It is the heart. It is the center. It is the crux. It is the nucleus, the kernel, the marrow. I like this one. It is the meat. It is the gist. It is the substance. It is the principle. It is the reality, the actuality, and it is the nitty gritty. <laughs> I like that word. And so prayer is it's the heart of Christianity. If we don't pray, we are not going to receive anything from God. Let me tell you this right now. Um, you know, I, when, when I go to churches and I can always see which church is a strong, thriving church. You go to churches and you'll find churches are weak. We Listen, I've preached in many churches, hundreds of churches. And we'll get into churches that are thriving, that are strong, that are prosperous, that are blessed. And I tell you on a Sunday morning as a guest speaker, when I walk into that church, guess what? I find the prayer room filled with prayers. There are intercessors. There are, are people from the congregation. There are all people from all areas, uh, uh, you know, walks of life or different ministries or different callings. That, I don't know what you want to call it, but there are people who are sitting in the prayer room praying, interceding, uh, asking God's blessing on the church. But then when you go to the churches that are weak and there's just a few people in the building and it's not really going well and the finances are down and the youth is falling apart, you know, go into the prayer room and guess what you find? Emptiness. There's nobody there. Literally, there's nobody there. I've gone to churches where, you know, if church starts at nine, I've been there by eight and I would be in the prayer room praying. And I'm the only guy praying. Me and my son, you know, or my wife or whoever comes with me, they're praying with me. But not even the pastor of the church is there. And this has happened many times that when I get there five minutes to nine, the pastor would come into the prayer room. He would shake my hand quickly and just go through the program. And then off we go into the church to worship and then to minister. You know, but there's no prayer. There's no intercessory prayer. How in the world can you expect a church to prosper, a church to grow or to be blessed if there's nobody praying? I say this, the prayer room is the engine room of the church. If there is no prayer, the engine is not working, the church is not going to move forward. I also like this, uh, to say this in our individual lives, that, you know, if you take a vehicle, a car, if you drive a car, if you do not put petrol in the car, uh, for the Americans, gas. <laughs> you know, if you don't put petrol in the car, you can have the most beautiful car. You can have all the luxuries and, you know, um, all the, the big V8 engine and you can have all of that. But if you do not have petrol in the car, you can't start the engine. And the car is definitely not going to leave the garage. It's just going to sit there. And, uh, and so you need petrol to get the car moving, to start the engine, to get the car going. Now, we as Christians, 
Our petrol is prayer. Our prayer life is what gets us going. It's our prayer life that empowers us to move forward. It's our prayer life that releases the blessings of heaven to come upon us. Now, there are so many Christians who do not spend enough time with God in prayer. I don't want to teach this uh, uh, today to condemn you or to make you feel bad. But if you're not praying as much, I hope you do because you need to understand that praying is essential. It is the essence of Christianity. It is the soul of Christianity. Uh, It is the heart of Christianity because prayer is nothing else than communication. Did you understand that? Uh, I've seen this as well, and I've done a test on this. When I would go to a church and they invite me to have revival services, and the pastor says, oh, Brother Dion, we're so excited to have you come and preach. You know, I do a Sunday right through to a Friday, and I love getting the Sunday morning crowd because on the Sunday morning, that's when you can really preach the word and, and bring demonstration of God's power and thus bring people to come back the next night. But, you know, I would get on a Sunday morning, and I purposely, purposely, I would do this. I would say, all right, guys. Um, You know, this is maybe the second or the third time I've been to that same church. And I would say, you know how God uses us and how the miracles happen. But today, I'm telling you that we're going to teach this week on prayer. And I'm going to teach you how how to get breakthrough in your personal walk with Jesus. How to get breakthrough in the power of God. How to get breakthrough in your finances, you know. And you could see literally, this is the, this is the body language of people when I say I'm going to teach on prayer they go like this they go it's like it's like you're punishing people to tell them to pray prayer is not a punishment please you have to understand that prayer is a necessity because prayer is communication prayer is talking to god prayer is is uh, uh, revealing your your heart um uh, sharing sharing things on a personal basis with god could you imagine i'm married to my wife Charmaine, and we've been married now for over 30 years already and can you imagine that i uh, you know, see my wife and I fall in love with her. I'm talking about when we were younger and I, and I fall in love with her and I take her out on a date and we just sit at the table and I never talk or we never say one word and I ask her to marry me and she says, okay, she'll marry me. But then when we get married, we never talk one word. Could you imagine that that marriage is going to be a disaster? It's not going to last very long. Because marriage is built upon communication and communication develops trust. Amen. Communication develops love. Communication develops unity. And if you do not speak, you cannot develop love. If you do not speak, you cannot develop unity. If you do not speak, you cannot develop trust. These are very important cornerstones for a successful marriage. Now, if I become a child of God and I get married to Jesus, you know, we are the bride of Christ and I give my heart to God and I get saved and born again, but I do not spend time with God, how can I trust Him? How can I learn more of Him? How can I get to know His love for me 
Yes, I know we read the Bible, but we need to talk to God. And remember this, prayer is not a monologue. In other words, it's not just a one-sided conversation, but prayer is a dialogue, meaning I speak to God and God speaks to me. I communicate with God and God communicates back to me. Amen. And I've seen people get in prayer and <clears throat> I honestly... I think I can understand why some people get so put off on prayer is when they see certain people who fall into this massive religious form of prayer. And it's amazing how when you can talk to somebody and they talk in a normal voice to you and then you ask them to pray, it's like they get into a different dimension and their whole character changes, you know, and they get all religious and they speak with these deep words, you know, and the dear goddess and they, you know, they begin to speak the king james <laughs> and that's so weird for me when when we should be normal before god why become all traditional and religious when you begin to pray and there are people who sit in church and they watch these people who pray and who be, who begin to get all you know funny in their voices and they get all loud and they get all hard and don't don't misunderstand me there's time for getting loud in your prayer and I'll teach on all of this but you know in general you just you communicate with God this is what what prayer is about it's fun to sit down with God and to talk with God just like you would talk to a friend isn't Jesus our friend? Isn't he our brother? Isn't uh, God our father? I mean, I don't go to my earthly father and I say, Oh, father, I just love you today so much, you know. I don't talk to my dad like that. I say, good morning, Dad, how you doing? And I'll give him a kiss on the cheek or I'll hug him, you know. And, uh, you know, I have that relationship with my father. My boys have a relationship with me as a father. My sons talk to me. They don't fall on their knees and beat the ground and, you know, put on this, this show to try and impress me as their children. No, they come to me just as they are and they talk to me in a normal way. And this is how we should be with our father. When I talk to a friend, I'm not you know i'm not getting funny with my friend i just talk to my friend and and i open my heart and i speak to him that's why so many people come to you they say but i don't know how to talk to god i don't know how to to pray it's easy just be yourself and talk to god and let him know what's in your heart you know if you're in love you know, if you're in love, uh, when I fell in love with my wife, and I'm still in love, I love her, and I'm in love with my wife. Do you know, I still love to sit and talk with her and, and share secrets and, you know, say nice things to her and bless her with gifts and, and you know, just to open up myself to my wife and, and she's the same. She'll just speak and communicate with me. And there's no, you know, weird things that we do. It's just we talk. And even now, after 32 years of, prayer, of a marriage, we still sit until 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, communicating and talking with one another. The biggest reason why there's so much divorce and so much marital problems on the earth today, I'll tell you what's the biggest problem, the lack of communication. 
so many people are not talking you know the husband gets up at six in the morning he drives off to work the you know the ladies go uh, either they are working or they're at home with the children taking care and then you know dad comes home at seven o'clock at night especially if you're working in the city and you got all the traffic and all the stuff that you are you are fighting with and uh, you struggle to get home in time and by the time you get home you know you you sit down and you eat with the family but you're actually sitting in front of the TV you're not really spending that family time that you should and you know the kids have to go to bed by eight o'clock so by the time you got home at seven you washed up you cleaned up and uh, you eat your food it is now ten minutes to eight and, and and now you spend that 10 minutes with your children which you don't really spend because they're off to go and bath and and they go to bed and they sleep and you did not even spend five minutes of quality time with your children you didn't even spend that time with your kids and they don't know you and you don't know them and then weekends you know they're so busy everybody is activities and uh, on Saturdays the kids are out playing sports and and you uh, go shopping or or you know you mow the yard or you got some work to do and you still don't have that that precious personal time with your family husbands and wives are living past each other they don't see each other even they see each other but they don't communicate they don't talk the and, and then they begin to get hurt and offended and when they get hurt and offended because they don't speak to each other the problems that they have guess what it's like a cancer that grows inside of them and because they don't get the attention that the wife requires, the husband is supposed to give the attention to the wife. Guess what happens? Now, now the eyes begin to wander off and they begin to look at other men and look at other women and all these other relationships develop. And that's all because the husband and the wife are not spending the time together as they should. And we as children of God, we do the same. If we're not spending time with God in prayer, our eyes begin to wander off and we begin to flirt with the world and, and we begin to participate and do things that we shouldn't be doing. And we spend more time with the world than we do with God. No wonder the relationship with God goes downhill when we're supposed to be drawing closer to God through our prayer time. I hope this is encouraging you and I haven't even read the scripture yet to you but I want to tell you that it is it is of utmost importance friend if you are watching me if you are a Christian that you make time with God to pray and somebody once came to me and said but how long am I supposed to pray you know my pastor tells me I must pray an hour every day Another pastor says, I must read my Bible an hour and I must pray an hour and I must do this an hour and I need to spend two hours. And, and you know, I'm getting all this information and quite frankly, it just puts me off from prayer and I don't want to spend all the time, you know, because I don't have the time to do, uh, the, you know, to spend that much time with God in prayer. Listen, I'm not telling you how long you have to pray at this stage. I do know that Jesus went and he prayed, you know, for for an hour and he spent uh, time with the Lord in the mornings and and what I'm trying to say to you is uh, you do what you feel comfortable to do 
but don't neglect your prayer life. This is the most important message I want to bring to you today, is that don't put away your prayer time. Don't make the things of the world more important than prayer. If, you, if, if I asked you a question today, how much time just today did you spend with the Lord in prayer? Or let's put it yesterday, how much time did you spend with God in prayer? And then let me ask you this, how much time did you spend in the worldly system? For instance, watching a movie or watching some TV program or playing games on your computer or reading another book or a magazine or whatever. If you had to use that in comparison, my time with God and my time with the world. I, I wonder what side your, your scale is going to tip. And there's an old English saying that says birds of a feather will flock together. In other words, there where you spend most of your time, you eventually going to become like that where you spend your time. Isn't that true? If you look at Hollywood and you look at the movies and you look at all the stuff that is being bombarded and planted in your mind, in your thoughts, constantly you have these images of violence and images of homosexuality and images of hatred and images of war and the images of murder. It's just constant, constant, constantly being put into your brain and you're watching this for two or three hours a day and now and you're watching the news and the news is negative and the news is always complaining and showing you bad things but you only spend 10 minutes with God in prayer eventually all of that that images and that that negativeness is going to have an impact in your life it's going to have an impact in your life. So you and I have to now take on the attitude of Christ and we are to separate ourselves from the world and we are to spend that time with God because we want to become like Jesus. We want to think like Jesus, act like Jesus, uh, do the things of Jesus. I hope you're getting what I'm teaching you today. Because if you don't, you're not going to talk like Him. You're not going to walk like Him. You're not going to think like Him. You're going to talk more like the world, act more like the world does. So we need to make a decision today. I want to encourage you today as you watch this program. I want you to make a conscious decision to say, okay, if I look at my scale and my scale falls more to the giving time to the world instead of giving time to God, I'm asking you, dear friend, that you will make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to give God more time, the time that he deserves. You know, when the Bible speaks about tithing, that we are to bring 10% of what we have to God. You know, I, I, I want to go as far as to say that the 10% that you give mustn't just be money. Give Him 10% of your time. Give Him 10% of communication. Give Him 10% of reading the Bible. Give Him 10% of going to church. Give Him 10% of your life of, you know, getting involved in church activities. 10% give your life to God that He can help you, that you can draw near to Him. The Scripture says that if you will draw near to Him, He will surely draw near to you. 
It's a decision you have to make. It's a decision if you say, well, Brother Dion, you don't understand. i got to wake up at 5 in the morning to get to work at 6, but, or I start work at 7, but the traffic is hectic and there's all of these things, and I'm struggling, you know, um, when I, I get home late, when, when am I supposed to pray? Then I'm asking you to make a 10-minute time. Just set your alarm 10 minutes earlier. Wake up. It's a sacrifice. I know that. But spend that time with God. Just give Him 10 minutes. Um, choose that when you drive in your car and you're stuck in traffic, to turn the radio down and to pray while you're in traffic. Use that hour of time to pray to God. Amen. Speak to the Lord. Give Him the, the petitions. Uh, uh, give Him your heart's desires, your requests. The Bible says make your prayers known to God. Okay, talk to him, but don't just cut it off and listen to the worldly stuff. And, and then you go to church on the Sunday, you say, well, I'm doing my religious duty. No, make that time with God if you can. If you, if, you, if, you know, if you decide to go for a walk, go and pray and walk. You, know, you, can, you can do a double thing. You can get exercises in and you can pray to the Lord. And you can spend time with Him. Uh, you know, if, as a husband, the Bible says in Revelations that we are kings and priests. And I'm speaking to men here today. That men, get your wife and pray with her. Even if you can before you go to sleep. Just say, honey, hold her hand while you're lying in bed. You don't have to necessarily, but I'll teach on that. But you don't have to go and kneel by the bed if you can, and your bodies are able to do that physically. And you can both kneel by the side of the bed, and you can pray to God. You don't have to do an hour intercessory prayer. Just pray and pray the prayer of agreement with your wife and spend that time with her uh, before the Lord. You're going to see change come. You're going to see uh, you know, how, how God begins to bless your relationship with your wife, your family how you feel closer to god you know your finances are going to go up everything's going to go up because you've made a decision to spend time with god amen i want to pray for you right now and i want to break the power of the enemy off of your life that is stopping you from praying amen Stretch your hands out with me and let me pray this prayer with you. Father, I thank you that I've just spoken an inter in, uh, just an introduction, Father, to the subject of prayer. But I know, Lord, many people who are watching me now are struggling to pray, who lose concentration, who don't find the time to pray. Father God, who are always uh, struggling with time. Today I bind the devil off of people now in the name of Jesus. And I command you, Satan, to let the people go. You will not steal prayer time from them. Father, where the compromise has set into people where they would rather watch a movie instead of spending time with God in prayer, I bind that compromising spirit. I bind that deceiving, lying devil in the name of Jesus who will draw people away, Father God. And I ask you, Lord, that you will touch the people right now release an anointing upon them so that they will become hungry and desperate for prayer in Jesus name Lord I pray bless your people anoint your people and stir up a hunger for prayer let a prayer revival break out 
on your people in the name of Jesus, on individuals, on churches, on intercessors and prayer groups, Lord. I pray the blessing of God right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, for good testimonies and good reports that we will receive in the time to come in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer with me, say amen. If you've come in agreement with me, say amen. And make this decision. Confess it with your mouth and say, Lord, I am going to pray. I'm going to spend my time with you in Jesus' name. We'll catch you next week again. God bless you. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website, www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.